make you think. I think I'm going to break protocol here, though. He'll make you laugh. Is it conceited of me? Because, I mean, I'm puffing my chest out a little bit. And he lives for a take that'll make you do both. He says things I can't say. Nothing tops overtime, whether it's on the field or on the air. People don't forget. It's time for Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. And welcome on in. It is Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Glad you guys can be with me here on this Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. First time. First time I've ever messed that up. I genuinely had to think about it, and I was like, we're going to say Tuesday, and we're going to hope that Tuesday's right. And then Boom gave me a look of like, nah, you missed that one. I'm like, you're right, Wednesday. Wednesday, here it is. It feels like a Tuesday, though. I don't know why. I got Tuesday vibes. Wednesday feels like you've accomplished things throughout the week. I haven't accomplished anything this week. It's one of those weeks. It's one of those weeks. I shouldn't say that. I don't want to be so hard on myself. I actually I accomplished a lot today. Had my uh, my golf lesson over there. My my buddy Jeff over there at Golf Tech. We worked on the uh, the fifty yard, seventy yard little little pitching wedge shots today. That was uh, that was very was adventurous. And then I think I got to a really good spot at the end of that, so I was happy by that. And then I spent uh, a a considerable amount of time, more time than I would like to admit, trying to figure out how to turn off the water for my outside spigot. Like, that's what I spent time doing because I had to find multiple spots. And then for some reason, I don't get it. Why don't houses, Why I need an instruction manual. I need something for this house. I've been in this house now a year. I, I need, I, I obviously didn't do it last year. Made a big mistake there. And I'm like, oh, geez. No one talks about this is when I was like 12 years old. I wonder why. I could probably talked about it. They're just adults in the room, and they're like, what kid wants to learn about turning off the water for the outside? I'm like, all right, we got we to gotta get this down. I'm from Chicago. I'm not from, like, Florida, where it's sunny all the time. I should know about these things. I'm like, I'm not going to mess this up. I'm not going to mess this up. I'm going to get this right this year. And so I spend way more time than I'd like to admit trying to locate where to actually turn the thing off so I'd make sure that my pipes don't burst this winter. And we got it done, and I felt very proud about that. I am not Al Borland. I am not Tim the Toolman Taylor. I'm just not that handy of a guy, but I like to – I've been more handy in owning this house than I ever have been in my life, and I really do feel like I've gotten to a point where I can now consider myself somewhat handy. I mean, I'm not the guy you call when you need to rewire some lighting or something like that. Call the electrician. That's not me. I'm not that guy. But you got some, like, tiny projects. I can knock them out these days. I've gotten pretty decent at it. Pretty decent at it. And so, anyway, that was, like, a little adventure that I went on today. And I think it screwed me up as far as for figuring out what day of the week it is. That's that's what I'm going to blame. That's my story. And I am sticking to it. I hope you guys are all enjoying your Wednesday. We have Daryl Ryder because it's Wednesday. He's there at 9 o'clock today. Fan Focus going to be a little bit later on in the program. Off the Beaten Path going to be a little bit later on in the program as well. We got a big sports night tonight. And it's kind of like we get a second chance. We do. Yesterday was an absolute crappy sports night, all things considered. Cavs got blown out by the Knicks. World Series game. One of the lowest rated World Series of all time. And that game was an absolute stinker. Everywhere you looked last night, sporting events gave us diddly squat. And I don't know what tonight delivers, but we'll talk about the Cavs when that game wraps up. We'll talk a little bit about the World Series if something interesting happens, like the Rangers win the World Series. Although I don't know how much we're going to add on to that, but hey, come on. You guys know where you're at. You guys know. I'm going to feed you that good stuff. You know where you're at. You found the spot where we're going to talk a bunch of football. Yeah, I know. I know. What a great deal. You know, when I was growing up, 
in the business, and I guess I'm still kind of am growing up in the business. I've been in it 14 years, but I'm 34, so many people would consider that to be uh, still in the learning phase of this profession in a lot of ways. And I'm saying like 10, 11, 12 years ago, I used to always get advice from different people that were like, all right, so this is how you do a show, this is what you do, and this is what you do. And they always used to go back to like this fast food analogy. It was like, if you go to McDonald's, people want to be served the cheeseburger, right? You want to give them what they want. They don't go to McDonald's because they want broccoli. They want a cheeseburger. You don't go to sports radio because you want to be talking anything but football. They want football. Serve them football. Well, tonight, as we typically do, I'm going to serve you football. Football is on the menu. It is on the docket. And let's get into it. 216474 to below 92 is how you get a hold of us this evening. At JPeterlin as well. J-P-E-T-E-R-L-I-N. You could do so on Twitter. I have to start with where I feel the most passionate. I've got a lot of different topics on the docket tonight. I've got a lot of different things I want to discuss with you guys, but I need to tell you where I feel the most passionate today. Sitting right here, now on this Wednesday. Are you, are you willing to admit it's next to impossible for Stefanski to get credit? If I'm wrong, I'll dump my credit bucket on his front lawn, okay? But it's hard because he's acing the test that I wasn't trying to give him. Here's where I stand with Stefanski, and I know this is why uh, a lot of you guys will... I don't know. I honestly don't know. A lot of you guys I've heard this past week take very different tunes for Stefanski, so I don't know what you guys think one way or another right now, if I'm being honest about it. I think half the Browns fans want to love Stefanski because of what he's done in the previous three weeks. The other half, man could walk on water, and you'd be like, why, why, why aren't you swimming? Why, why, why are you bothering to do it that way? There's a lot of things Stefanski can't get right for a lot of people, no matter what he does. But that's what I'm trying to explore with you guys tonight. Where I'm at, though, because I can only tell you guys what I think, I don't really need to see if he can win games with bad quarterbacks. I've seen that for three years already. I want to give Stefanski credit for the previous three weeks. I want to give him credit for what we've seen. I want to tell you that it's changed my impression in the slightest bit, but none of that is true. I heard Lima, this will be in the fan focus as well, Lima earlier today saying how the past three weeks he's been very impressed, and he knows better than anybody that you don't get to have three straight years of not making the postseason and keep your job. That's not how this works. But he's like, I've been really impressed. I like what I've seen. I got the opposite take. I like what I've seen, so maybe that part is similar. But I don't care that Stefanski is winning with P.J. Walker the way that a lot of you guys and a lot of fans out there and a lot of everybody else seems to care. I'd love if more people were on my side on this, so I'd make it sound like we're compadres in this discussion, and I feel like we are compadres in general, but I, I, I don't know. If I'm on an island on this one, I don't know if I secretly am, when I'm saying I'm talking to you guys and you're right there with me. I, I Honestly, I don't know. What I do know is that I watched him be good with Jacoby Brissett. I watched him be good with Case Keenum before he was with the Browns. I watched him be good with Baker Mayfield. I know he can do this. That's never been the test. I don't care that you're acing the test with P.J. Walker. I know you can do that. Show me something new. Give me something new to latch on to, and then I'll be impressed. The test wasn't P.J. Walker. The test was Deshaun Watson. And right now that test is a firm incomplete. So that's where I guess I'm a little confused and trying to uh, give him a bunch of credit and people are trying to make sure that we talk about how great Kevin Stefanski is. He's just doing what I thought he could do the whole time. 
but he's not accomplishing and pulling off the, the question mark we had going into this year. I never worried about if he could go 70 miles per hour with the mid-size sedan right down the highway and do uh, an acceptable job of getting from point, you know, point A to point B. I wondered if he could take the Ferrari on the Autobahn and get it to 160 and get from point A to one P, uh, point B because not everybody can do that. You think it'd be easier having a better quarterback to be able to pull off some feats. It's supposed to be, you know, human concealer. It's supposed to make your your bad warts be covered up. It's supposed to make you be better than you are. But the reality is, it's just not always the case. Kyle Shanahan is the way Kyle Shanahan is for a reason. And I've called Kevin Stefanski Kyle Shanahan Jr. before. He gets the most out of Jimmy Garoppolo. He gets the most out of Brock Purdy. He gets the most out of the less than quarterbacks and makes them a little bit better than they've always been. If that's Stefanski's trick, I'm asking Stefanski to pull off a new trick. I'm not impressed by that one. I've been seeing that same trick for three years. Why Stefanski's looked so good in the previous three games, in my estimation, is because he's back in his comfort zone. He's back to doing what we know he's been able to do from the very first time that he got here. Take less than quarterbacks, take less than impressive and stellar quarterbacks, get them to be their very best or any whatever version that is, and then able to win games based off of all the other factors around it. He's always been able to do that. I've just never seen him be able to take a Deshaun Watson and make that look awesome. That was the test for me. So I have a hard time with this giving Stefanski credit nonsense because I just, I can't personally do it because he hasn't shown me anything new. He's gone back to the same well. And I'm not saying it's a bad well to go to. It's the well that gets you to respectable in the NFL. It is the well that gets you to a 500 team at the end of the season in the NFL. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things I'll say about Stefanski, okay? This might be one of the more important. Listen up. The Raiders would be very wise if Stefanski ends up on the open market at the end of this season, and they might make this hiring before he even gets a chance to. Hire Kevin Stefanski. I really do believe in that. They're going to go big game hunting. They'll probably go for a Harbaugh. They'll probably go for, you know, some big fish out there, some big name, Mark Davis. Very uh, non-splashy haircut, but likes the splashy hire. Dates the 25-year-old blonde that is always in the, the suite with him. He likes the, finey, the finer things, the, the fancier things in life, so to speak. So I don't know that Kevin Stefanski qualifies for someone like him, but if he wanted to just get to respectable, Kevin Stefanski can do that. I'd hire Kevin Stefanski for any job in the NFL that was in a situation where the Browns were three and a half years ago where it just felt like no matter what happened, we couldn't get to respectable, we couldn't get to even 500, we couldn't get to, you know, not being the absolute mock and and laughingstock of the NFL. Mock came out a little funny there. I think I wanted something different there. Laughingstock worked for me, though. 216-474-0092. So I ask you guys, let's just have a convo about it. Are you willing to admit it's next to impossible for Stefanski to get credit? Because uh, if I'm doing these loops and I'm jumping through them to, and, and I'm, I'm trying to find ways to make sure that uh, that Stefanski isn't getting credit in my eyes, I, I wonder if it's next to impossible to get him credit at all. Because the, the, the fast-forward version of this conversation has us sitting there where Deshaun Watson then is great, and I'm supposed to tell you then that he's done everything I wanted him to do and we realize where that conversation goes. It's just us talking about how Deshaun deserves all the credit for all that. So maybe at the end of the day, 
Kevin Stefanski is just in a he's in a race he can't win. But I can't give him the credit over the previous three weeks the same way I feel like a lot of my contemporaries want to. I just I can't. I, I have a I have a hard time being impressed with what I've seen before. You know the big wheeze doing updates tonight. Big Weege, if all of a sudden uh, he's doing updates four years from now and they sound exactly the same as this update that he's doing here tonight, I'll look around and I'll say to myself, where's the growth? Where's where's the progress? Sounds good. That's good. Good update. Sounds good tonight. But where's the progress? Where's the growth? Kevin Stefanski's always shown us that he can win with a less than quarterback. That's kind of his calling card. You want to impress me? Win with Deshaun Watson. That's what this year is supposed to be about. Win with the Ferrari. Win with the fast car. Win with the thing we haven't seen you win with before. 216-474-0092. That's where we're starting off tonight. Daryl Ryder at 9 o'clock. Open phone lines for you guys, though. Are you willing to admit it's next to impossible for Stefanski to get credit? It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you on the fan. Like I was thinking about this with Jim Harbaugh earlier. Now, he's not Jim Harbaugh because even though Jim Harbaugh does fail when it comes to the, the big games, he lost the Super Bowl. He's got like a one in six record in bowl games at Michigan. Uh, he, he fails in the big game often, Jim Harbaugh does. It's kind of like his, that's kind of his deal, but he makes it to the big, big game. But Jim Harbaugh's always been able to turn around franchises and do it in a really quick way, right? He goes to Michigan, uh, six-win program, then they went in double digits the very following year, did the same thing at uh, in the 49ers. 49ers were a six-win team, doubled it up the next year. I think they won 13 in the first year. Six months later, they win 13 games. Like, that's how that works, right? Some coaches can come in, and they can instantaneously get you on the right path, and I believe Kevin Stefanski's one of those guys. I really do believe it, but I, th- I feel like Kevin Stefanski is more like Mike McCarthy than he is even Jim Harbaugh. And what I mean by that is, and this is no, don't look at that as disrespectful, okay? But it, the reality is with Mike McCarthy, yes, Mike McCarthy has won a Super Bowl. Can I get an example from the high-def TV era, please? It's been a long time. The modern-day Mike McCarthy, let's say 2015 on, somewhere in that range, is that good for you guys? Use the previous eight years where the game has started to pass him by a little bit, but he still knows what he's doing. Mike McCarthy, though, is Kevin Stefanski because they can take any team and they can make them better and they can get you to respectable, right? They get you to respectable. Dallas right now is respectable. They're on a couple-year stretch here where they're, they're an actual real respectable team. They're nobody's favorite as far as rooting interest in the, in the NFC. They're, no one's saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but they're in the picture and they're respectable. Kevin Stefanski can do that for the Raiders, okay? But that's not what this is about. What this is about right now is trying to line up and figure out why, when it comes to Kevin Stefanski, why people remain impressed with something that I knew he could already do. I'm trying to get him to not be Mike McCarthy. I'm trying to get him to not be Sean McDermott in Buffalo, head coach for the Bills that is constantly on the hot seat because they win a bunch of regular season games, but they don't ever do anything. They do diddly squat come in the postseason. The very best Josh Allen postseason game ever, the very best one ever, the the one he's known the most for is a loss. Think about that for a second. I need him to be some of these other coaches as opposed to the ones I'm naming. And unfortunately for Kevin Stefanski, he's grouped in with some of these other coaches because, again, I know what he can do when it comes to taking bad quarterbacks and then winning games and getting you to respectable. That was never the test for me with the Browns this year. My test for Kevin Stefanski is get me to beyond that. Get me to a point where 
I, 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 I'm not impressed by the the three-game stretch with P.J. Walker because I know you can do that. Get me to the point where Deshaun Watson looks awesome. And Deshaun Watson looks so good that I'm like, okay, I've never seen that before. I've never seen you do that. I've never seen you take an A-plus quarterback and make him awesome. That's how you impress me. 216474 to below 92. Are you willing to admit it's next to impossible, though, for Stefanski to end up getting credit? Because any way you slice and dice this thing up, it's going to either result in Stefanski failed and underachieved or Stefanski got Deshaun right, and because he got Deshaun right, really Deshaun gets all the credit for getting right. The one job he's got is to make sure Deshaun is awesome this year. If he pulls that off, I'll be the first one. Like I'm in line trying to buy the new iPhone. I'll be the first one ready to go ahead and compliment Kevin Stefanski. But we know this. We've all been around for too long. We've seen too many coaches. We've seen too many players. We know how this goes. The rhetoric will be, Deshaun Watson, how great is he? Can't believe he turned it around the way that he did. And meanwhile, Stefanski will get the crumbs in the, the segment corners of the TV shows where they're like, ah, yeah, but that's that's Stefanski. That was a, that was a really good – that was a good job. That's what he's going to get, the crumbs. 216474 to below 92. Harvey going to lead us off here on the fan tonight. Hello, Harvey. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? Harvey, what's up, man? Well, first of all, I'm not sure that uh, Watson is uh, will live up to that $230 million. I'm not sure he will. Why I've... did Houston get rid of him? Listen, I don't. I, well, that was that was first started in a different reason. It was started where where uh, Deshaun got mad initially. Remember that Deshaun got mad at Houston because they were trading DeAndre Hopkins. They were getting rid of his pieces, and Deshaun was like, "I don't love what's going on here." Oh well, I I, I don't know, but if he was so good with the disallegations with the women and everything, he paid off. You know damn well that Haslam gave him the money. I don't know, Harvey. Cover. I don't know you can say that, man. I don't know, and I appreciate the call. I don't know that you can say that. We have allegations left and right. That's what you got to say. We learned in the, in the Deshaun Watson training here, okay? We didn't actually have Deshaun Watson, but we kind of had Deshaun Watson training. Allegations. You got to make sure you say allegations. I don't want to get in trouble for Harvey, okay? That's not happening. Not on a Wednesday. That I thought was a Tuesday. No, thank you. 216474 to below 92. He's right, though, in the idea that – Kevin Stefanski is going to get judged based off of Deshaun Watson. But are you willing to admit that it's next to impossible for Stefanski to get some of the credit that maybe some people feel like he deserves? I I listened to it. I listened to the radio station all day long, and it felt like I I don't know why. I don't know. Sometimes people zig when other people zag. I'm not sure. I I can't get inside other radio hosts on this station's brain. I can't do that. But it it felt like to me there was a lot of people – typically wouldn't have been pro Stefanski that are now pro Stefanski over the previous couple weeks. And I'm just, I guess I'm just confused as to what really truly changed. Maybe that's a better question at 216474 to below 92. If you're one of these people that your eyes have been open now to Kevin Stefanski, tell me why they're open. Tell me why you want to give him the credit that I'm not willing to give him. Tell me why you feel like Kevin Stefanski deserves more recognition for what he's done in the previous three weeks because I just got to be honest with you, I ju- I go back in my head and I think to myself, I've seen him do this before. And he's not acing the test 
that I asked him to ace. He's doing a great job, but I asked him to be great with Deshaun Watson, not be great with P.J. Walker in an awesome defense. I asked him to be great with Deshaun, so I, why do I care what he did with P.J. Walker? Like I'm happy that he puts us in a position now at 4-3 and three to potentially end up in the postseason. That's a job well done, for sure. But how can I give him credit when I've seen him do this before? I know he can do it. Now, listen, I don't have the biggest Twitter following in the world, but play with the example for a second here, okay? It'd be like if my bosses come down and they're like, hey, Jonathan, it's radio. You have to get people to listen to the show. Ratings are what's going to matter, whether or not you stick around. And then I come back and I'm like, well, I don't know about ratings, but I got a bunch of Twitter followers. Like, well, that's nice. That's good that you got Twitter followers, but that wasn't the assignment. That's not what we asked you to do. We asked you to get ratings, not Twitter followers. So uh, you put us in a, a pretty hard position here, don't you? Didn't you? And it's like, well, we know, we'll find out the ratings in a little bit. We don't know. Okay, then, then we'll, we'll judge that then. We'll judge that then. That would be the conversation. Right now, I can't judge Stefanski and Watson because we haven't seen enough of Stefanski and Watson. So I, I, we don't know. I, I, I cannot judge that side of things. But I, I can't come back and say, listen, Stefanski, you're doing an awesome job with P.J. Walker, and this is so surprising and this is so new. No, I've always seen that with him. He's always been able to do that. 216-474-092. Jacoby Brissett was a top-five quarterback last year uh, for a little stretch of football. The offense was a top-five offense for a very little stretch of football there by the time Jacoby was ready to uh, hand off the keys to Deshaun Watson. Like, I know we can do this. Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, I know we can do that. We've seen it. 216-474-0092. Holly, up next on the fan. Hello, Holly. Hello, Jonathan. Yes, Holly. Uh, you know, uh, the whole thing with uh, the third and uh, uh, third down and three, uh, I don't uh, Wait, is this just Harvey? Harvey? No, Holly from Men Are on the Lake. Okay, not Harvey that just called in like five minutes ago. Well, no, I've been on a ho- I've been on a hold for about fifteen minutes. No, I think. I, no, I see. okay. I gotta let you go because that's just a, that's just a blatant lie. I can see how long you've been on hold. Why? Like, there's just no <laughs> that lie served no one's purpose. <laughs> I mean, that was just a bold faced lie. That, that was, was the, wild. That was the same guy, right? It, it kind of seemed like it. Like, that didn't seem like a real voice. There was no way that wasn't the same guy that had just called in in the first one, and then I had to hang up because he went in the Deshaun Watson thing. I, I feel like it was. It, it had I, to I'm, be. I look, when you guys call in, I see them one by one. It's not like I, like, randomly pull them up. I see them one by one. I can tell you were not on hold for 15 minutes. That, that call came in right after the first call hung up is what happened there. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings hanging up on you, friend. I didn't mean to hang up on you, but we got, there's only certain things we can do here. That was wild. That was that was pretty wild. All right, Clint, get us back on track here. Hello, Clint. Hey, buddy. How you doing? What's up, man? Oh, I just want to talk about Cleveland Browns fans. We need to chill out on this whole seventh Stefanski get rid of them. This is the difference between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stability. There is no stability in this team because we just want to get rid of it after just a couple bad plays. The fancy can't, you know, help that there's the injured players. You know, fancy's not out there making these passes. Fancy's doing a good job calling the game. Cleveland, chill out, Almond. 
Fiddleman, I have to be able to love you. <laughs> Thank you, Clint. <laughs> That's always going to get me. Every time he signs off with Ash Tabula loves you, I love that. I love you, Ash Tabula. How about that? Home of Urban Meyer. <laughs> I, except I don't pull off proctology exams on the dance floor, so I think I got one up on uh, good old herbs. I don't believe that we can make the we need to be like the Steelers head coach case. I don't believe in that. And the only reason why I don't believe in that is because the Steelers have gone six years without winning a playoff game. I, there, there's a difference between staying with your guy and trying to see it through and then staying with somebody because you just don't like to make change. And I'm gonna here's where I'm going to give Haslam. We're using the C word a lot. A lot of credit out here tonight. I'm going to give Haslam credit and that – if they got rid of Stefanski at the end of this year, you can't say that he pulled the gun too early. Uh, you, you can't say that he pulled the trigger. That's a better way to put that, a little too early. You can't say that because he – it's four years. This is what you get. As an NFL head coach, this is what you get. Frank Reich in Indianapolis, he has basically the same resume as Kevin Stefanski. They both won a playoff game. They both won double-digit games in a playoff game in year one and then spent the remaining years not winning playoff games. He got into the midway point of year five, and everyone in Indy was like, oh, my gosh, we're being very generous. Frank Reich is perceived to be awesome at this, okay? Now, he's having a little bit of a tough go in act number two, and obviously it ended very poorly in Indy. But, like, you don't get a million years at this type of thing. You really don't. And even if Kevin Stefanski's got a lot of excuses that he could pile up, they are just that. They're excuses. 216-474-0092. Mike and Akron up next. Hello, Mike. Hey, Jonathan. How are you? Hello, Mike. How's it going tonight? I'm good. Hey, um, just coming through with, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, obviously, he's been unavailable for a large chunk of his career in Cleveland. Um, very rusty. What he's done with this team without Chubb and without a deep threat like um, Fuller was with the Texans, DeAndre Hopkins was with the Texans, I think he's done a, an incredible job in spite of what – and I get it, it's excuses, but Deshaun Watson has not been available long enough for him to have a good relationship with Deshaun Watson and raise him up. Now, there is a half a season left to get that done mm -hmm. and still an incomplete, but um, I understand where you're coming from, but I also think that Kevin's done better than almost anybody has in the Cleveland Browns, you know, head coaching position. And considering what's going on, um, I think he's done an incredible job. Well, and Mike, so. and, I, and I appreciate you and thank you so much. I like that you acknowledge the incomplete side of this. The, the big test he's got is an incomplete. What's happened with Watson is an incomplete, and that's ultimately what he's going to get judged on. I do think there's an element of this that we've already seen. They, they say history repeats itself a lot in life, right? Well, I feel like within the Browns, history is kind of repeating itself in a unique way. Stefanski's just playing the role of Baker Mayfield is all it is. Baker Mayfield was good. The Browns dumped Baker Mayfield because they thought they could get better. They thought, we got, to, we got a guy that got us to respectable. How do we get a guy that gets us to the Super Bowl? And when they signed, I said Super Bowl is with an S. Okay? Like that's that, and that's honestly, that's the goal that they're going for, and they know it. Stefanski, I've never doubted whether Stefanski can get a team to respectable. All he's ever done is get teams to respectable. Is he the guy to get the team to Super Bowls with an S? That's the judging 
that the Browns front office has to look at. And that's where they got to, when they sit down at the end of this season or whenever they're going to make that decision, that's what they have to ask themselves. Is this a guy that's going to get us to eight, nine wins and respectable? Or is this a guy that's going to get us to Super Bowls? Is this a guy that's going to be our coach when we have everything clicking? Because we got the quarterback that's supposed to get us there. Do we have the head coach that matches that as well? Two one six four seven four to below 92. You wanted to give Stefanski over this, the previous couple weeks. Tell me why. And tell me why it's different than what you've already seen in the past. Because we've seen this with P.J. Walker. It's just not been named P.J. Walker. It's Ben Jacoby. It's Ben Case Keenum. It's Ben Baker. Two one six four seven four to below 92. If you're hanging, hang tight. I'll get you on the other side. Daryl Ryder at 9 o'clock, as always. It's overtime with Jonathan Beaton here with you on the fan. Right now, we're talking about Kevin Stefanski and whether or not you're willing to admit it's next to impossible for Stefanski to get credit. And I, I just, I'm looking at this. I just have a different way of viewing this one. That's all there is. Just a, just a little bit different way of looking at this one. Hey, you guys know it's not my circus, not my monkeys. It's not my decision. But if it was, I'd need to see something from Stefanski that I haven't already seen before. Show me a new trick. When your best trick isn't exactly bringing down the house, I need to see something new. There's nothing wrong with making good quality money, making movies at the box office, for instance. But in order to get the higher budget flicks, you got to show me you can make an avatar, make a Barbie, make something that has people talking. I need Kevin Stefanski with Deshaun Watson to show me that he can do it with the better quarterback. Show me that he can do it with the guy that is supposed to be the $230 million man, not necessarily the P.J. Walkers. Because P.J. Walker, we we been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I've seen that with Stefanski. I've known for four years that he knows how to win with the P.J. Walkers of the world. Win with the elite quarterbacks. I know it's supposed to be easy, right? You're, you have better talent. You have better skill at your disposal. It's supposed to be easy. This is your job. And the part that kind of kills me and eats me up, and I, I empathize with Stefanski in this, is that this is not the job that he signed up for initially. And he didn't ask for Deshaun Watson, as far as we know. And if Deshaun Watson just isn't good because Deshaun Watson isn't good anymore, them's the breaks. I Honestly, part of it feels a little wrong that that's the reality, but that's the reality for Kevin Stefanski. If he can't get Deshaun Watson to where we need him to be, he's going to be the fall guy here. And it's going to be reflective, and it's going to look reflective on him. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two on Twitter. There you can find me. I'm at J Peter. One apologize. Uh, Twitter reactions brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hey, look, I've just ignored Twitter throughout the, the duration of the show so far. I, I don't know how I did it. I went two segments and I just blanked on looking at Twitter. That's my bad. We'll be better about that. AJ says great take. I'm not reading this because he said great take. Although I do like to I like to lead with things that say great take. Was that self-serving, Bohm? That felt a little self-serving there, as if I felt like I needed it. I don't need the great take, but I like the great take. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd like a little more insight on that one, but... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. He's got things in back of great take. He just oh, okay. led with great take. And oh, then okay, I... okay. <laughs> I love the idea of me just reading off great take, and that's it. Now onto the next Twitter reaction that we have. No, no, no. There's that's substance. what I thought you meant. No, there's substance here. Great reaction out of you. Uh, there's substance here. He, AJ goes... We've seen Stefanski get to above average with average. What we need is for him to get elite with good to great talent. Love the Ferrari analogy. The only argument for him is that Watson hasn't been a Ferrari. And that's where I say it's a little unfair on Stefanski, but this is the world we live in. Sometimes life is a little unfair. I'm, I'm sorry that Stefanski might be playing three-card money on the Las Vegas Strip where you're never going to win. 
You guys seen those TikTok videos? I know. Breaking news. Card game on Las Vegas Strip is rigged. But they're all over TikTok. These guys are just, they're rigging three-card money, and they're showing you how they're doing it, and they're showing the the suckers, so to speak. Oh, I feel awful for these people. They're putting down 20, 40, 68. You're never going to win. You're never going to win those games. They have everyone in on it just to get the one person. Stefanski might be playing one of those games right now where it doesn't matter what he does, he's not going to end up a winner at the end of it. Because Deshaun Watson, if he can't get back to form, is going to sink Kevin Stefanski's career. And I empathize with that. But as they say in Mad Men with Don Draper, that's what the money's for. The money's for trying to figure out how to get Deshaun from point B to point A or point A to point B, whichever you choose. It's, it's your, your whole job right now should be trying to get Deshaun Watson to the best possible place he can get. And that's what you're going to be judged on ultimately. Not what happens for three weeks with P.J. Walker. Not for whether or not you have a third and three run or pass play. No, no, no. You're going to be judged on what happens with Deshaun Watson. 216-474 to below 92. Felix in Cleveland up next. Hello, Felix. Hey, Jonathan. First time caller on your show, but a long time listener. How are you? Nice. Well, thank you for calling in. Oh, no worries. No worries. Hey, man, I just wanted to kind of touch on a couple of your points, man. You took a lot of my points from me, but... He is be, he, uh, uh, Kevin's doing a great job. You know, he's, he's respectable. But right now, my problem is with, uh, with Deshaun. Honestly, if he's injured, you know, he's injured. I understand that. Hey, it's the NFL. Everybody's injured. But are you not playing like a $230 million quarterback? I don't think he has it anymore. And that's my point is, you know, you've seen Kevin do it with backup quarterbacks. So we know that he's respectable. You can do that. Mm-hmm. But can you do it with this quarterback? And if it's, if this quarterback isn't the one for us, then we need to get rid of him. But I know that that contract is going to be something hard to get, you know, to, for somebody else to pick up, fully guaranteed. Yeah. But if he's not the guy, then he's not the guy. But Stefanski is really doing what he needs to do with the with the talent that he has. So I have to respect him that he's doing his part. But hey, if Desi- we get Deshaun back, Ooh. hey, do your job. But I think it's more Deshaun than it is. With, uh, with Kevin. Oh, you hit something there, Felix, and I appreciate you. Don't be a stranger in the future. Good call by you. You hit something there. Is the credit for Stefanski over the previous couple weeks, is that coming not necessarily because people think Stefanski has done this all-world job with this talent that uh, he's not supposed to be able to win with, with P.J. Walker? Is, is it is it coming from a place of guilt? Because the fan base knows that he is playing three-card money right now. That if you don't believe Deshaun Watson is going to be great, and listen, jury's still out. We don't know whether or not he's going to be great. But if you're in your heart of hearts, like I, Deshaun isn't it, he doesn't have it, he'll never have it, don't you have to feel empathy for Kevin Stefanski? Don't you almost have to be like, hey, look, no, he's doing it. He can do it. I, I'm seeing it with my own two eyes because we know how this is going to go. Subconsciously or consciously, you guys know how this is going to go. If Deshaun Watson trips over the garden hose, if he falls flat on his face in however many games he gets for the remainder of the season, Kevin Stefanski's the fall guy. Kevin Stefanski's the one that's going to get blamed. Now, I don't necessarily, I have some empathy towards it. I do. I said that. I said as much. I'm also willing to recognize that uh, CEOs and companies make millions of dollars because when things go wrong, they're the one that has to take the fall for it. You know, that's how that's how life works. When Connor Stallions goes rogue at Michigan, whether he went rogue or not, Jim Harbaugh is the one that's going to face the, the consequences for that. He's got to face the punishment for that because it happened under his guise. 
That's all Stefanski's doing here. But Stefanski's bread and butter is supposed to be quarterbacks, and it's supposed to be offensive play. You don't make it work with Deshaun. We're led to believe as an NFL community that you're not going to be able to make it work with just about anybody. And Deshaun's going to get another crack at it, and maybe three years from now we'll look up and say Deshaun never had it. But he'll get a crack with somebody else the same way in Denver. They got rid of Nathaniel Hackett and then brought in Sean Payton, and now look at look at where Russell Wilson is. They just beat Patrick Mahomes last weekend. He's got a top 10 passer rating, and he's been good. You might not want to admit it, but he's been good. His numbers are right there in line with Patrick Mahomes for the season. But again, that's a, that's a talking point people just don't want to bring up because it makes him feel uncomfortable because you're not supposed to be able to do that as quick as he has, and he's supposed to be bad now. 216474 to below 92. Dick in Cleveland Heights up next. Hello, Dick. Hey, what's up, JP? How are you? Hey, man. How are you? I'm all right. Hey, I totally agree. Kevin is the fall guy, and I feel so bad because it seemed like right when Deshaun hit his stride, he got hurt. And I feel like it's going to take him a few more games to get back to that stride, too. Yeah. I mean, think about that. And, and Dick, I appreciate the call as always. Think about that for a second. It's going to take him a couple games, more likely than not. That's why if they can get him for the Cardinals game, I know everyone's like, well, just get him when he's 100%. I agree with that sentiment. You don't need to get him out there for the Cardinals game. I think we can win with P.J. Walker. I think we can win with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I think we can win that Cardinals game. It shouldn't be the toughest putt. Now, that's playing with the idea that it's Clayton Toon and it's not Kyler Murray after three minutes of play, and then you know Toon gets benched and then Murray's in there, and that's a tough game all of a sudden. Even though Murray hasn't played in a long time, Kyler Murray's still good at this quarterback thing. Entering against the Ravens is a very tough ask. Ravens right now, number one scoring defense in the NFL. They're very, very good. We're not giving enough credit to this Baltimore defense. They're very talented. Josh and Illyria up next. Hello, Josh. Hey, good evening. Good evening, so, Josh. So, <laughs> I'm, we're going over this, and I feel like we've been over this road before. You know, we're we're feeling bad for Stefanski, and every it feels like every time we get a new coach and every time we get in a position like this, you know, we keep feeling bad for our coaches, we keep feeling bad for our quarterbacks, and, you know, one's an anomaly, two's a trend, three's a problem. I you know, that. we've seen this with coaches in the past, we've seen this with quarterbacks, on and on and on, you know, we're seeing it with Deshaun, we're seeing it, we saw it with Baker, we saw it with Johnny Manziel, at what point... As fans, are we going to look upstairs and say, why are you why are you putting these coaches in impossible positions and in positions to fail? You wanna to go to you wanna to go to Haslam? Where do you wanna go? Like just how, how high up the stairs to, do you wanna go, Josh? Like, I don't understand the thought process of, you know, yes, we're gonna give Stefanski a chance, we're gonna do all this, and then we're not gonna do our due diligence on our quarterbacks. You know, even with, and we're going to sign them to these massive deals and we're just going to have duds and suddenly, you know, we're halfway through the season. Oh my God, how could this happen? Right. But that wasn't, and I appreciate you, Josh. That wasn't the plan though. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't, no one's like, we're going to give $230 million and we're going to just flush that down the toilet. No. Remember when we signed Deshaun? Now, a lot of people were upset because they didn't like everything attached to Deshaun and that's fine. But for, if you're just talking strictly football reasons, Strictly football reasons, 99% of people love the Deshaun Watson move. 
when it came to football reasons. Because he was really, really talented in Houston. It did come with some question marks, but that's the reason why you were able to get him to begin with. I don't know how high up you wanted to go, Josh. I don't know. But what I do know is that Haslam's going nowhere. He's the owner. He goes nowhere. And we have changed out front offices. Maybe not Paul DePodesta, sure. But we've changed out from John Dorsey to Andrew Barry. And it's not like that was 10 years ago. That was a couple years ago. Not a very long time. Three years ago now? Going on four years? I mean, it's a, it wasn't that long ago. I leave that there. For more on uh, how Deshaun Watson looked at practice today, I'm dying to find it out. Daryl Ryder saw it with his own two eyes. Did he have zip on the football, that Deshaun Watson? How was he looking at practice today? For more on that, Daryl Ryder going to join us coming up next.